Well, I would play the the theme song from I don't know, Welcome Back Cotter or some kind of welcome back song. I'm sure that reference predates people listening to this podcast. It actually predates myself, but I know the song. Um, if there wasn't, you know, legal fees. But this is the unofficial return of the Farm Report podcast on Indians Baseball Insider. We obviously had a hiatus last year because there was no minor league baseball to talk about, sadly. Uh, that changes next week. So we will try to pump out possibly two podcasts a week at some point this year. Uh, one Indians podcast and one minor league podcast. Joining me on the first episode of the new version of the Farm Report podcast, Ted and Joe Kowitz, all the way from Arizona. Baseball back. I can't, I cannot believe it. It's exciting. That's yeah, pretty to, exciting. To, <laughs> I, <laughs> don't, get, don't get too excited, okay? It's exciting. <laughs> it's only been the worst year ever. There's no reason to get excited. I, Why I don't we say, do... the, the good news is get, get all those guys out of Arizona so we can start up extended spring training finally. Yes, it nobody be... loves extended spring training except for Joe. Yeah, this should yeah, be like the last week of it. Uh, Joe just needs somewhere to walk his dog. That's true. Give, give him the field back so he can go walk his dog. <laughs> a dog needs some walk. It's been a while since Joe walked his dog. He needs the I, he needs out of some exercise. We go. Uh, there are pe- plenty of public spaces in Goodyear. We go out every day. And one of them is is not Goodyear Ballpark anymore. Apparently, no, it is. It's well the outside <laughs> of it. The outside. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, unfortunately, there are two guys. Bad news out of the way before we get to the good stuff. We're already saying it's great to have minor league baseball back, and we're just going to hit you with a bunch of bad news. Um, but let's get it out of the way. Let's put the band aid off. Two guys that will be spending a lot of time in Arizona probably over the next uh, 12 years. Carlos Vargas, who, uh, let's see, he fell to, what do we have? We have, had him 16 on the 2021 rankings on our site. Um, He's got, he had Tommy John surgery this week, and he 21, which is sad because the Indians just added him to the 40-man roster over the winter because he was real five eligible. And now his option years with Tommy John, and most likely they are not – I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if they did, but likely he's going to occupy a dead spot in the roster all year. Because if the Indians put him on the 60-day IL, he gets Major League service time and Major League money. Uh, I think they're going to probably avoid that, but that is a devastating blow for Carlos Vargas. And joining him uh, in the MRI train is Ethan Hankins, who is now up in because Cleveland said the elbow problem was, quote, serious enough to come to Cleveland to get checked out. Uh, we'll not be surprised if Ethan Hankins, John, and spends the next year or 14 months in Arizona rehabbing. That really stinks. That's really say about that. Yeah, and it's like, uh, it reminds me, I mean, obviously with the extra year off in 2020, it really hurts. But Lenny Torres, you know, pitched really well in his rookie year. 
and then was coming back, like really excited to, to pitch his second season. And he made a couple starts and extended. And at least he's coming back now. So we'll get to that. We get one of the we're, two. We're trying to get the bad news out of the way, and you're just trying to block it all. What's yeah, no, the I'm positive energy. Yes. Positive energy. Willie, do you think what, what kind of effects do you think this has on the future, especially with Vargas already losing obviously option year? Yeah, obviously it delays a year. Um, Vargas, we'd already talked about a potential move to the bullpen, so I would not be surprised if that in fact does happen at some point. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how he returns. Some guys return at or better velocity they were throwing before. Um going through the full ordeal with Brady Aiken, who knows? Um, I'm just praying and hoping and maybe I'll burn um, some incense or pour um, rum out for Jobu. Um, but uh, hopefully the tides will turn and things will improve. And, you know, this will be all of the injuries that we hear on these arms. But pretty disappointing way just to start um, – the minor league season or the kickoff to the minor league season. That does really dampen things. When the rosters came out this morning, of course, I was looking for where all the pitching was going because obviously there's a lot of pitching. Um, I guess with Hagans, it doesn't matter as much. I mean, it's Tommy John. Guys have come back before. And, and now there's no guarantees, but uh, I agree with you on Vargas. I think that I – Vargas could have pitched out of the bullpen this year. I was really confident in that saying that he had a chance to do it, or at least could have the skills to do it. Obviously losing the option year and occupying a roster spot all year in the 40 man roster that really is going to make it tough for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does push. That's absolutely fine. I like they don't have a lot of other starters. Uh, Ethan Hankins will, will take some time to come back. Other guys, other injury updates, let's get out of the way. Eli Morgan and Scott Moss were initially held back in Arizona uh, once the Major League season started. They were supposed to go to the alternate site in Columbus. Uh, they were throwing in Arizona, and now they're back in Columbus now. And they were supposed to pitch They're supposed to pitch Friday and Saturday back-to-back, uh, -back. so they're good to go. I would expect you'll see them on the Columbus roster. The Columbus roster is not out yet because they're going to – Loaded up with guys. So we'll wait on that. Another injury update. Cody Morris was shut down in spring training with some shoulder problem. And he is back throwing again. He's building up his arm strength. He will join an affiliate later this year. My guess is he'll go to Akron. And Adam Scott, left-handed uh, college pitcher from the 2018 draft. He is also throwing again. Uh, he had an arm problem as well. He'll be in an affiliate sometime later this year. And the last one, before we get to the good stuff, or at least the better news, Brady Aiken had thoracic outlet syndrome, and he is has been recovering from that. That's not a fun injury. And he is currently not in Arizona, as far as we know. As la Last check, he was not in Arizona. I don't know. Joe, did you ever see him around the complex? I haven't seen him in a very long time. <laughs> that sounds about right. That this is a really I, unless unless they've replaced him with you know a doppelganger. I did see him in 2018 throw a pitch to the backstop 
uh, after <laughs> walking two straight batters. So that's the last I've seen of him. And that's the last almost anybody's seen of him, apparently. He, you know, there was there was a time where I think – I don't think he considered retiring, but I know he took kind of a – he took a leave of absence or something for a while, was not pitching. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do, obviously was not having a lot of fun because he was struggling and he was hurt. So hopefully everything's okay with him and we'll hear some updates on him. Shall we start? I don't know. Should we start with Triple A? Before we do, I'll throw in one more name. Uh, I got news on Kyle Marmon. He has returned to throwing and should be assigned out to a roster soon. That's good news. And he's a uh, – gosh, I can remember where Kyle Marmon was picked. It's been a while since I've seen Kyle Marmon. It's 2018 pick, 2017 pick. 2018. 2018 yeah, 13th round pick uh, by the Indians in 2018. Right-handed reliever, 24. Somewhere he'll probably join someone's bullpen who needs a bullpen option. There's a lot of them. Uh, let's see. Triple A probably consists of Eli Morgan and Scott Moss. We know that. Um, I'm going to guess that Tanner Tully winds up there because they need to, because obviously Cleveland's already sapping a bunch of pitching up at the major league level because there's been all kinds of issues. Uh, I guess Logan Allen's going to be in that rotation because Logan Allen can't seem to pitch out of the first three innings of the game. So he's going to be in the Columbus rotation. And I'm not sure where to place him. What do you guys think of Giancarlos Mejia? Do you think, I know he's on the, the taxi squad right now for Cleveland heading to Chicago. Given that, okay, Sam Hentges is on the major league roster. They still have Tristan McKenzie up there. Do you think that Giancarlos Mejia winds up in – on Columbus's roster, or do you think? I mean, he hasn't pitched about high a, or high A yet. Well, I think with uh, his maybe... I think with his stuff in command that they'll give him a try at uh, Columbus. He does have one option, so they're going to want to at least what, see what they have there. Um, I think they'll put him in Columbus and see how he does. And I haven't paid, uh, yeah, I haven't paid too much attention to them. Maybe we need to clarify, like, with the alternate site essentially shutting down, are they going to still keep that taxi squad with the team, or they just return to Columbus? Like, is that I, a permanent part of baseball forever now? I mean, during the age of COVID, it might be. So, you're right. He might just stay on the alternate or on the, on the taxi squad. And because I, I definitely. When they travel, I would guess he'll be on the taxi squad. But when they're when they're Cleveland at home, I guess he would pitch for Columbus. Yeah, I think he's a really good option as a taxi squad guy because you can kind of just throw him in there if he, you know, he's got good command and he can fit in as a starter or a reliever, uh, whatever they need from him at the moment. So I think he's a really good versatile player for that to fit in at a moment's notice. Yeah, given that he hasn't pitched above high A, and I'm a little skeptical, but. He's got good stuff. Like you said, command helps. And if you need like an emergency sixth or seventh starter, guy who can throw some strikes, obviously, and I think that won't be a problem. Eli Morgan is another guy I think would fit that role. Um, but I know he's just bouncing back from some elbow trouble. So we'll see. We'll wait on them. I did not see Gabriel Arias' name on any roster. So that leads me to believe 
given that Tyler Freeman and Jose Fermin are in Akron, along with Marcos Gonzalez and Richard Palacio, he's going to be on Columbus's roster. Um, I know Willie could probably surprise you, right? I know that that was one thing that stuck out to me, and I know a lot of people were surprised. What do you think of Arias essentially skipping double A? You know, they've been excited about that bat, and he's been a lot of work. Uh, defensively, I don't think it's an issue, but I'm curious how he's going to make that adjustment. That's a pretty big jump for the uh, level of pitching that he's going to see in, in AAA. You know, he's going to see a lot of former former um, big league pitchers or, or that may be able to exploit him. So hopefully he's made some adjustments. But, um, I mean, defensively, I don't think that's an issue for him at all. I think he can play it at the big league level right now. Um, just how does he respond at the plate is my big concern. And I think strikeouts are going to be part of his game. But is he able to make contact against breaking balls? And we'll see how it goes for him. But it's an exciting and aggressive jump. I will say at spring, when I was listening to some of the Zoom calls at spring training, um, they were really impressed with his ability to – you know, not cut down on the strikeouts. His approach is aggressive. He doesn't walk a lot. He does strike out a little bit. But he did a better job with with commanding, swinging at pitches that he felt like it could hit. So he's not necessarily going out there chasing, but he's, you know, he's he does swing aggressively. He doesn't, he's not a patient hitter, but he's at least choosing good pitches to swing at is what they said. So I guess at the very least, that's an improvement in his approach to be able to at least be more selective in the pitches he's choosing to offer at, even if they are first pitches, second pitches, and he's not getting deep into counts. That could be an improvement on his end. Um, there's not really anything else of note to me on Columbus, I guess, unless you guys had anything to add. But, you know, Owen Miller is going to be there, Anthony Goodman, Bobby Bradley, obviously, for, for however long that lasts, uh, Nolan Jones and, and – James Harris did reiterate today that Jones is primarily going to play third base, but he'll obviously work in an outfield and first base. I, I don't know where the outfield at bats are going to come from in Columbus, to be honest. You have Daniel Johnson, you have Oscar Mercado, you have Bradley Zimmer, and you have Harold Ramirez, too. How are they going to work him into the outfield? I know they said that was a problem the other day, but the more the way this is working out, I have, I have a hard time believing that we're going to see Nolan Jones this year. That's that's the only way I can think of it, but at least he's going to Columbus. At some point in time, I guess I got to stop and give up on Bobby Bradley. Uh, I'm not giving up on him as a person, but giving up the organization is ever going to let him play. And and with that being the case, they desperately need a first baseman. So I don't understand why not just make him the starting first baseman uh, at this point in, in AAA. I mean, let let Bradley DH, I guess, <laughs> but but get Jones some time in at first. Him working out at third is a complete and total waste of time. It is. They don't even beyond Jose Ramirez. That they have ten other guys. You know, they could move over Miller Arias. They could pick somebody else and put him over at third base. They don't need the poor defensive third baseman Jones to figure out how to play defense there. They need his bat in the lineup every day. And if that's at first base or right field, then figure that out. Why are they? doing this and they're going to still probably start him at third base five days a week. It, it just doesn't make any sense at all to me. 
And they did it in spring training, too. He, he only played third base in spring training. Yeah, that is Amen. bizarre. Though. Amen. <laughs> the roster creativity is definitely very strange sometimes with this organization. Um, but that's for another podcast. That's, that's not what we're going to do today. Um, <laughs> we, we can just skip over what to watch for, surprises and excitements and strengths and weaknesses for that roster. I think it's pretty cut, cutthroat or cut dry. Um, you know, it's got a bunch of outfielders that probably should be in the major leagues. And it's got two infield, three infielders that should be up at some point this year. And the pitching depth is going to be wonky because of how things have gone at the major league level so far this year. So let's get down to Akron. This is the first you – know, there's, there's a lot of notable things about Akron's roster, I think. Um, is it yikes? It's yikes, and it's good. The pitching <laughs> staff is good. Their pitching staff is going to be horrendous. Um, yeah. I, I, I like Shane McCarthy as, as a, a nice maybe Adam Plutko option. I really think he's more of a reliever, which could be true. But their pitching rotation right now looks like McCarthy, Juan Hillman, and Justin Garza. And then I think they'll probably get Joey Cantillo and Kirk McCarty. That's fine. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll get Adam Scott. I don't know. Adam Scott probably has no business coming back after. Maybe he goes to Columbus when he's healthy, but the pitching that could be subject to change based on how they determine who goes square from the alternate site. But the first clearing, Cody Morris pitch that too. I, I would guess Cody Moore once he's stretched out, won't go to Akron as well. So the pitching staff is going to be thin, maybe the first month of the year. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But right now, Will Benson's on that roster. I'm surprised. I'm, that Will Benson's on that roster. He is completely skipping over AA. That that is a shock to me. Anybody else? That no, they just missed a year of baseball. And he actually played during that year. Whether he played well or not is up to debate. But he did play the entire summer with uh, Texas. Uh, yeah, so, I was going to point out he played in the Constellation League. Yeah, I. I'm not shocked by anybody who skipped one level. If somebody skipped two levels, it might be something, but skipping one is not that big of a deal to me. He didn't. Okay. I guess it doesn't matter if he played well in that league or not. My thing is, I guess it's going to depend on how the other rosters look like who, who is, who is he facing pitching wise is are other teams doing the same thing? Are they, are they going to have guys on their pitching staff in they're skipping over high A because they were at the all site. Are they are, are they doing the same thing? So is he essentially facing the same competition with, that he would anyway? Or is I'm he sure facing so. guys? That... Yeah, Go I'm ahead. sure it'll be a mix. You're more... Because, you know, keep the age correct with the level, and then the, the less aggressive teams will probably want to keep the, you know, move one level at a time and act like last year never happened. That's fair. Okay, maybe maybe was too much of an overreaction, but I'm definitely I'm going to keep an eye on that one. I'm 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 a little I'm a little bit surprised he didn't come back to Lake County, but you know they do have to push some guys forward. Maybe it was more of a consequence of needing to get guys into Lake County and Lynchburg, and they just had to push him up upwards to make those guys fit. So it's kind of a, a He's got to fit somewhere, and these guys have these guys can't skip a level because they haven't been there yet. So well, yeah, and like, 
Calera all the way up there, that would be a, a bigger jump. Right. I, right. I think no, at this point, th- this is probably sinkers. Benson. I think he's Rule 5 eligible after this season. Um, I could be mistaken about that, but, um, you know, I agree with Joe. It is time for him to either put up or shut up. I I, I also yeah. have a bigger jump. I have a bigger leap for you than that on this team. Hit me. Marcos Gonzalez played 11 games in A-ball in 2019. Uh, 35 in Arizona the year before that. And he's probably going to be a utility man, I would assume. But he was a really exciting player when he was healthy. Steals a lot of bases. Uh, hits okay. Good defender, right? He, he's a good defender. Fields, yeah. He feels really well at second and short. And I, I'm aware that he's behind Fermin and Freeman and Palacios. So there's no way he's starting. But he is on the team. He's on the roster. Well, Will and I, before, before we talked for the podcast, we were trying to – determine this so right now they're gonna they're gonna have to get more guys in this roster once the alternate site disperses it's a little light right now on the position player side if Vermeen starts at second and Tyler Freeman starts at short and those two maybe flip-flop sometimes Palacios might play third they're all gonna move around mm-hmm. I I would Dallas is still gonna start you know three days a week or more they're just gonna move, keep moving these guys around and he might he might play a third, move Palacios around because yeah he had a good Gonzalez arm. I think he, some third. He, Gonzalez has a better arm than Palacios uh, from my memory, which is again was probably two three years ago. So you can both both those guys have had some time off considerably. I think they both had the exact same injury, the separated shoulder. Yeah, uh, and so they they've both been out of action for quite some time. But at the time, I believe Gonzalez had a better throwing arm, so it would make more sense for him to play. It's a solid second. So, I, I think we can all agree we're surprised by Marcos Gonzalez. And Marcos Gonzalez, in his own right, was was not maybe a huge name international sign when Cleveland signed him, but he was a, a you know a pretty well regarded infielder as far as hit a little bit like you said, got speed, got a good glove. So it's a it is a surprise he jumped that far. He's just I think he fell back in the name in name recognition because of the injury. And same with Palacios. Like, everyone talked, we just talked about Gabriel Arias. There's Tyler Freeman, Jose Fermin, uh, the Rocchio, and the other guys we'll get to. But Richard Palacios was probably one of those guys that people should have mentioned in that same conversation because he's super talented, and he's not played in a while, too. I, I guess I'm after what you said, I'm less surprised he's in Akron, but um, that's an, probably doesn't get his due recognition just because he hasn't played. But I'm, I'm very curious to see what he does there. Well, I think as you go further down the, the lineups and or the rosters on the teams, it's not like there's empty spots at second and short, you know, on the lower level teams. They're all jack- they're all jacked up with uh, solid talent at second and short, at least. So I, I don't think that there's a, you know, a depth problem of pushing Gonzalez up. Definitely not. Okay, so unless anybody else has, Prediction is is rich is Marcos Gonzalez our biggest surprise Willie do you have any anybody else you want to point out no Gonzalez is the biggest surprise there he's he wasn't on my radar for that level I was thinking more along the lines of 
him returning maybe to Lynchburg or even Lake County, um, just not knowing where he would go, but I never expected Akron, to be honest. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm, I'm excited. They're going to keep Vermeen and Freeman together. I like their chemistry at second base and short. Those two guys are, are good friends. They play well off each other. Um, that'll be fun. Bo Naylor, I'm not surprised being in Akron at all. I, I did. I think we all did. But Cleveland, I mean, based on what they were saying today, and obviously they're going to talk about all the prospects because that's what they do, but uh, it seems like they're really thrilled at his maturity and his, his growth for his age that he quickly and I catching is a whole different ball game so this could be crazy but I would not be stunned if Bo Naylor ends the year in Columbus does that sound crazy no there's they're looking at the guys that are above him like Gavin Collins Ryan Laverneway Mike Rivera Eric Rodriguez is not really an exciting group of catchers and I mean it's been that way for years even at the same level Josh Roulette is not particularly Will, do you think he moves up to Columbus sometime this year, or do you think catching, being a catcher holds him back for a full year in Akron? You know, that's an interesting question. You know, I could definitely see a scenario where they let him stay in Akron for the entire season. Um, one, because he didn't, have, he didn't have the season last year. So, you know, I could see them wanting him to get the reps in Akron. But I also see um, – Roberto Perez and Austin Hedges getting older and coming toward the end of their contract and Bo Naylor getting close. Um, obviously they like him and I think he's made a lot of adjustments. Now it's time to see on the field. So we shall see, but I would not be a, a bit surprised if he ends up Columbus for the last month of the season or something like that. I'm really glad they skipped him over high A. I think, I think you can say that, the alternate site last year served as high A for him and a lot of guys. So I'm glad they did that because I, I think he's a special talent and this just gets him a step closer, like you said, with, with Perez and being long-term answers anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see what he does there and as he moves up. Now, to me, I think I think Joe said this earlier, and Willie, I'm going to guess you probably agree based on the pitching staff. Uh, Lake County probably is the strongest roster and the most intriguing roster uh, throughout the system. Does anybody disagree with that? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think I tweeted that. I really love the infield specifically. That's, I mean, that's the Indian strength, but I think this is the strongest of all of the uh, different infielders groups. And the pitching is a fun uh, mix of new and old guys. Because you definitely got some guys in there who never pitched before. But you, you still have some more, you know, veteran-ish guys like Francisco Perez hanging around. Yeah, well, I like I the pitching staff at Lake County. That's, that's what I'm excited to see there is the pitching that they have. Because I think, I mean, you have Daniel uh, Espino down in Lynchburg right now, but I think he will be in Lake County and end his season in Akron. Um, but Tanner Burns, Logan Allen, and Mason Hickman all from last year's draft class. And, of course, Hunter Gaddis, who I think will eventually get bumped up to Akron at some point too. Um, but there's a lot of pitching talent there. And, obviously, I like Aaron Bracho and Brian Rocchio. Um, that's the one team I really want to say, hey, I to go see this year. Their outfield is going to be 
incredibly fast. I mean, I guess I guess George Valera is not really fast, but yeah, he's a good defender out there. And Quentin Holmes is there; he still exists. Um, so that's interesting. It's kind of a sink or swim for year for him. He has not played in a long time. Um, but the, yeah, the pitching front to back. My goodness, I mean, like you said, Burns, Allen, Gaddis, uh, Hickman, who I think is going to surprise a lot of people. And then even even down the list, Alex Royalty was uh, had some solid time in Lake County in 2019. And Matt Turner, Matt Turner has gotten bigger. Matt Turner was a, a strike thrower in 2019, a pitcher who was throwing 88 to 90. And now he has kind of bulked up. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's thrown a little bit harder. Tim Heron has had some really good bullpens that we've seen on social media. I think front to back, that pitching staff just is – going to be really fascinating night in night out and yeah Bracho at second base Rokio short that's going to be a good Joe Naranio curious to see how that profile fits and then we're finally going to see Joe is like the only person who's probably seen Jose Pina play like I, I I don't believe that guy exists sometimes people keep writing about him and he's been high on Keith Law's list but the guy just has not been on the field at all so I'm, I'm not because he's been hurt just because of his youth and because of uh, COVID last year, but I'm I'm a little surprised to see him there. I'm curious to see what happens with him. Okay, so who who stands out to you, Joe, on this roster? Is it just is it the infield? Is it is there anybody that stands out to you on the roster individually, or is it just that group? Well, yeah, I mean, Bracho and uh, Rokio are, are both really fun. I think we've seen a lot more of Rokio because he was healthier. Uh, Bracho had a handmate bone, I believe it was, uh, mm-hmm. when he first came up. And so I, I'd like to see more of Baracho to make sure he can hit for as much power as it seems that he was early on. But, I mean, him and, and Rokio, and I, I like John Engelman. I know Elder uh, on a lot of people's lists, but I think he's a pretty good all-around player. I, I, I like uh, pretty much everyone on this team is – is great in my book. I'm not as excited about Quentin Holmes or Victor Nova, but, but in, in general, in general, this is a really good roster. I also skipped over Brian Lavastida being there. That's good. Cause I was going to say, I was going to look at the catching and there's uh, Michael. Yeah. And is, yeah. He's also good. Is he? Okay. I've not seen him yet. And then Jim Paul Gonzalez is kind of an org catcher. So at least Lavastida's there. That'll be good. Uh, Willie, who are you most excited about on this roster? I'm going to say Tanner Burns, probably, or uh, Logan T. Allen. Um, just getting a look at the new pitching from last year. Um, I think the most me, personally, is Brian Rocchio. I just want to see him, after a year of non-development, I guess you could say, being stuck in Venezuela and not being able to um, make it to an alt site and get that level of training last year. Um, but I think the tools are there for him to be an everyday shortstop at some point in the future. Um, he's an exciting player, plays with speed, and um, really knows what he's doing as a shortstop. But if I had to pick one player, I want to see uh, Tanner Burns and how he makes an adjustment because I think he's going to move fast. Too, so. I agree with you there. I, I have a feeling that Lake County is going to be – near the top of that league all year long, as long as they have those three guys. I Just because of the pitchability and command of, of Burns, Allen, and Hickman, uh, Gaddis has great stuff, and he's got good command too, but 
those three just have such exceptional command. And and Burns has great stuff, and Allen's got a unique pitching profile as far as movement. And so does Hickman. Hickman has that uh, backspinning fastball and an over-the-top curve. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a long year for a lot of batters facing Lake County this year. Um, and my prediction is that I think Logan Allen will be the first guy moved up to, to Akron out of this rotation because he'll be bumped up when Daniel Spino comes up. That's my prediction. It's going to be a lot of movement this year with the pitching. There is just so much pitching. It's, it's just to see it on paper is it, kind of mind blowing. And we can move to we can move to Lynchburg now. Espino leads the rotation. Obviously, we don't think he's going to be there extremely long, even though there's a month plus of a season than there used to be. And the return of Lenny Torres Jr. And then Josh Wolf, who came over in the Francisco Lindor trade, who's got really great stuff and is only 20 years old as well. I'm really excited to see him against live hitters. Um, who who wants to offer a little bit about Lenny Torres Jr.? Because I know, Joe, you've seen him a lot in, in, in Arizona. And really, I know you probably saw him, pre, you know, looked at him a lot during pre-draft. I have not seen Lenny Torres much first. So pre-draft, really, why don't you give me your thoughts on him? Uh, he was 92, 95, touched 97. I think he was up to 98 at some point. Um, bulked up, um, and he has shortened his arm. What I could see a video of him over the um, COVID um, and recovery period that he missed, what was it, two years now, I guess, or over a year. Um, exciting arm, quick, has a changeup that's a work in progress. I think it's still an average pitch, but he, he could be a very – good pitcher i think he's a possible middle of the rotation type arm um some people pegged him as a reliever but i i think he's somebody that continue to work with very excited to see him back of course you know i want to see daniel espino and uh josh wolf he was one of the big pieces in the lindor trade joe what have you seen out of torres down in arizona especially since he's been back yeah well no, I saw. I haven't seen him since he's been back. Okay. Yeah, I'd be all pre Tommy John. Uh, oh wait, did I? No, I don't think he pitched last fall. But uh, he's got good command. Uh, he's got good enough stuff to get the strikeouts. And I don't recall him throwing ninety-seven. I thought he was more like a ninety-two, ninety-three guy. But it's very possible uh, he can get up there, especially if he added some strength in the off-season, like it looks like he may have. He's up to 205 pounds now. Yeah, not not off season. I'm sorry, <laughs> rehab. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from from Tommy John. But I like that he's an older guy. Not he's not older, but he's been with the system longer. Uh, it's funny because some of these other. I think Derrickson Feliz is older than him, and uh, Xavier Curry is also older. Just the way things worked out, uh, but they haven't been with the team quite as long. And, and if I'm correct, I'm wrong, Willie. Torres is a cold weather arm, right? He was from New York. Yeah, he was a young for the draft class arm from New York. Um, if I remember right, he trained with his father at his father's facility, and I may have him confused with somebody else, but um, definitely um, still pretty young, considering when he was drafted. I think he's only twenty twenty one now. Yeah, he's. Tw- I, I I just looked this stuff up today. They're all twenty except uh, Curry and. Feliz as far as the rotation goes. 
Yeah, I, I'm curious to see because Tor. It sounds like Taurus has all the the makings of being a, a one of those late bloomers, or, or you know, because of the cold weather stuff and because of the you know, for the class, he's got one of those late career peaks possibly. Let's play a fun game real quick. Uh, I'll start with Willie. How many how many starts does Daniel Spino make in Lynchburg before he is up in Lake County? Four. Four. I was going to say four, too. I think it, it – I mean, I could say five to be a little different. <laughs> but I think it would be quick. Four and a half. <laughs> four and a half starts. We'll pull it mid-game and just get him on a, on a flight up to, up to yeah. County. Uh, I'm going to say five. That was how many starts Shane Beamer made in Lake County in 2017. So I'll say five. They'll do that, and then he'll be up in Lake County, and maybe he'll pitch. Let's see. Beamer pitched – 14 games in 2017 for Lynchburg. So, and then he made it to Akron for nine games. So, yeah, totally plausible. I'll say five starts, even with the shortened season. I'll say five starts. So, uh, whoever's down in the Carolina League, if you get to a Daniel Espino start, consider yourself one of the lucky rare runs because there aren't going to be many. Um, let's see. Alexi Planez, that's a good name on this roster. You know, exciting bat. Uh, an outfielder, Joe, you mentioned on, on Twitter the infield, or you mentioned your article today. You already have your article up on Lynchburg's roster. That infield is going to catch every single ball uh, all day, so that's good for the pitching staff. Um, yeah, and it, it's interesting because there's no true – they're really all true shortstops, except – I mean, Noel's a, a third baseman. But the rest of them are all really true shortstops, so they'll have to do a rotation thing as far as getting people in at second as well. My guess is Cairo. He, he has in the past played a lot of second. Well, we knew this was going to happen at some point. We knew they were going to have a, a, an affiliate full of shortstops that we're going to have to play third and second, and everyone's going to kind of moonlight somewhere else, and Noel's going to play first base. Yeah, um, that, that's what – honestly, that's what bugs me is Noel looked really good playing third base last year. He has a really strong arm. I mean, he's a gigantic dude. Uh <laughs> I think he, he's a great first baseman too, but I feel like he's kind of wasted over there. And with all those short stops and Will Bartlett is probably going to start at first, I would guess. Uh, that's going to leave him to DHing, and you're, you know, one of those two is going to DH and the other one will play first base. And it, I don't know. It feels like a waste of talent just because of the situation. Willie, what are, you, what are your thoughts on, on the Lynchburg position player side of things? Joe loves first baseman. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. Um, I, I really like Angel Martinez out of that player group. He's the one that I've kind of had my finger on for a while that I think is going to be a, potentially an everyday player. Um, he can move around, play second, play third, play short. Very intelligent player in these guys, too. So, um, as far as the other ones, I, I do like you guys. I'm not sure if they got him at third base or, or what the plan is, but rumors were that he was going to move over to third base uh, since he bulked up. Yeah, the last time I saw him playing, he was playing third base. But they had, like, Valdez and stuff playing shortstop. So they – I don't know if it was the situation that moved him or that they really want him over there. He has the arm for it. I would – I would guess that Jonathan Rodriguez probably winds up as their normal DH because you have Planez who's going to play center. You have Corey Holland who can play center, uh, who will probably will play left. You have Julian Escobedo 
who I know you really like. And then Micah, Pr- is it Micah Prees, Micah Prize? I don't know how to pronounce his name. I've never um, seen him Micah play, so I yeah. <laughs> Micah Prees. So those guys, those are your four outfields, and, and Will Bartlett can also play center field. So Jonathan Rodriguez, to me, ends up DHing a lot there. So I think they'll still get Noel at first. Maybe they'll move him around to third base occasionally, but I don't know who plays first if he doesn't. Um, and I like that. I like the catching tandem too. I like Andres Melendez, who comes as a really good defender. I like that with the pitching staff they have there. I like him to handle that pitching staff. And then we'll see what happens with Yaner Diaz. We'll see if, if what he did in Arizona, he can repeat, or if, you know, out of the complex league, if, if he's going to figure it out or not. Who yeah, are, okay. both, he and Escobedo both really fell off a cliff in Mahoning Valley, and that was worrisome, and now they've just jumped another level without anything in between. Yeah. I have a lot more faith in Escobedo than I do Diaz, just because I think Diaz puts his foot in the bucket when he swings and, and – He's going to pull everything off. So I, I have a little, I have some doubts about his bat at this point, but we'll see. Um, Willie, pitching wise, or one of either one of you two, really, I know, Willie, you mentioned Trey Benton a little bit and Jamie Arias, Jaime Arias, I should say. Um, but also Xavier Curry, I think, is, is an interesting name. Does Willie, do you want to just start with any of those names and explain? Trey Benton is somebody I've had as a five to seven round. Um, talent a few years ago he had Tommy John and was drafted I think in like the 14th round or something like that in 2019 so he's not a logged an inning yet um, he was a swing man in college at East Carolina um, low 90s I think gets it up to 94 95 if I remember right a curveball and change up but he was somebody I thought that could eventually develop a middle reliever type or a back of the back of the rotation type of arm Jaime Arias was a non-drafted free agent from Fresno State. He was closer in college and then moved over to uh, starting his junior season, which obviously he didn't get a lot of because of COVID. But uh, he is in the low 90s, four pitches, um, somebody that has advanced command and control. So maybe a lefty for the bullpen eventually. We shall see. But it interesting that they bumped a, a non-drafted free agent up to Lynchburg already. And Joe, what about Xavier? He's a guy that we haven't seen a lot of yet. I know you've seen him a bit in Arizona. No, I have not seen him. He hasn't pitched. All right. Well, then, Willie, <laughs> uh, you know injured. a lot about him. <laughs> okay. No, Curry was injured. He was 92-94 in college. He's uh, a smaller righty. Five foot ten, about two hundred pounds. Um, I'd heard that his velo ticked up a little bit, but he got stronger coming back from injury. Um, if I if I remember correctly, he's a curveball changeup guy. George was, Attack. I, right? I, I do have. I have pictures of him, so I must have seen him at some point, but I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he pitched uh, in in Instructs last fall. That's right. That's right. He did. He, he's from Georgia Tech, right, Willie? Yes. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's kind of an interesting arm. It's kind of a sleeper. No one's really talked about either. Uh, is there anybody else? Will you think that it's worth mentioning on this roster? Should we move on? Uh, but you don't, Daniel Espino. <laughs> Daniel Espino, Daniel Espino, and Daniel Espino. Okay. Yeah, I, I know you, you don't like relief pitchers, but Jerson Ramirez used to be a good relief pitcher who threw like ninety three. 
and now he's a great relief pitcher who throws closer to a hundred. He like him and Moda both have really benefited in this, you know, accelerating their acceleration program. (laughs) And I, yeah, he pitched the last time I saw him, he was pretty amazing. So I am looking forward to Jerson Ramirez probably being the closer on this team. And the whole, the bullpen as a whole is fantastic. Uh, Randy LeBout, especially in uh, Misa, Misaziak, <laughs> Eric Mock. Like, it's a lot of really good names on this bullpen. Yeah, there are some interesting names. Jordan Jones, I know, is another guy that's interesting, but I, I feel like mm-hmm. that report on him, he doesn't arms from the uh, 2019 draft there. Yes. Okay. And they're all like, uh, I mean, most of them are 20 plus rounds in, too. It's not like they're deep. Yeah. I think Kevin Kelly's on there, kind of side armor. I don't, mid upper 80s on occasion, I think. I don't see him on my list. Uh, I'm not seeing Kevin Kelly on the Lynchburg list here. He must have been in Arizona then. Maybe he's bad. I don't know. He might be up there. Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly's in Lake County, according to this roster. Oh, wow. Along with Jared and Zach. They got a lot of left Lake County. You've got. Okay, so you've got Kevin Kelly, you said, Francisco Perez, and Kellen Roll and Matt Turner, and uh, Logan T. Allen. That's interesting. And Tim Heron. A lot of lefties in Lake County. Um, I don't know. Do we need to spend time? I, Joe, if you – I guess we will for Joe's sake. You're going to get to see – I don't know what these guys are going to do, but in, in Arizona, the names that stick out to me are Jordan Brown, Isaiah Green, obviously, and, and Petey Halfin as well as Junior San Quentin. I'm kind of surprised San Quentin didn't make it to an affiliate, but uh, there's just so many shortstops. I don't know what they could have done with him. Uh, yeah, I'm not. He's, <laughs> as far as all those guys from the last year's uh, free agent class, he's the uh, most raw, I would say. He has the most work to do, both defensively and offensively. So it may... uh, I don't have the roster in front of me. Uh, I didn't see that one get published. Okay, I would guess Jesus Maestre is on there. He's a fun kid. I don't. They're not listing everybody, but he's not there. Okay, yeah, he's one that I haven't seen on a roster yet. Uh, Miguel Harris, maybe, maybe not. I don't know who all is uh, staying back. It looks like okay. I'll just read it off to you real quick. Jordan Brown, Joe Donovan, Cody Farhat, Ike Freeman, uh, Joe Gonzalez, Green, Halpin. Wilmer Hernandez, Jesus Lara, uh, Angel Lopez, Richard Paz, Landy Pena, Victor Planchart, Michael Rodriguez, Skeeling Rodriguez, San Quentin, Clark Scolomero, uh, Milan Tolentino, Daniel Figueroa, Jacob Forrester, Matt Koch, who they just added, who's a 30-year-old believer, so I guess we could skip over that. Okay. Juan Mateo, Stephen Perez, Thomas Reyes, Alonzo Richardson, Adrian Rodriguez, and Cade Smith. With the exception of, like, five of those guys, it almost sounds like just the rejects who didn't get promoted from the last group because a lot of those guys had had just absolutely terrible seasons last year, or 2019. Uh, Steven Perez is an interesting one where he's only pitched in the Dominican Summer League, a left-handed starter. So I'm kind of interested in him. But, yeah, if that's the team, they're in trouble. <laughs> well, that's just gonna... <laughs> There's a... Yeah, I think they're going to have to add some more guys from the DSL. And there's some other guys on here who don't have homes yet that maybe will fall through the cracks. 
Yeah. Willie, do you want to add anything about that group or should we just move on? It's interesting. Um, He's listed as a He's uh, he was a shortstop and and pitched in high school. Um, smaller frame kid, like five foot, like about sixty or something like that. Um, could sit in the low nineties when I saw him. Um, ninety two, ninety three. I saw look like he had a good curveball and change. Um, really interesting arm. I, uh, I think he was told he would be developed both ways, from my understanding, as a hitter and as a pitcher, but, you know, I don't know how he fits on the roster with 36 other shortstops, you know, in front of him. Um, definitely excited for PD Halpin, uh, Milan Tolentino, and, of course, Isaiah Green. He'll be out to Lynchburg at some point in time. Did you yeah, say Carson Tucker Lynchburg. or no? Uh, he's not listed on the on the list they sent. And I'm sure he's there in Arizona somewhere. It's not like he yeah. went home. He lives in yeah, Arizona so the, anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's a few of those guys. Like, he, he's exciting. Uh, Victor Salteldo was a pitcher that was pretty exciting last uh, last time they played. So, I, I think he'll definitely – What? Didn't Salteldo get suspended? Um, he, he, had, he had Tommy John last June. Or not last June, sorry, 2019 June. I could have sworn Victor – Spell his last name. S O T E L D O. I usually write those things down, but I didn't. <laughs> I could have sworn he got suspended, but I've been I've obviously been wrong. Not not for this year. I think he got suspended in the past. Okay. The Maybe Vasquez I, brothers. <laughs> the Vasquez brothers, are they not yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Sam, uh, Sammy and Ward Cullen. <laughs> Uh, only thing I'll note, Willie, like you said, Alonzo Richardson is listed as a pitcher here, so I'm curious to see what they do with him. Um, he is just listed as a pitcher. But Joe, I guess you'll have to let us know if he makes an appearance at shortstop. Yeah. Um, we kind of went over some of the names missing of notes already. Uh, you know, obviously the guys that are injured. Joe mentioned Carson Tucker and then other guys that are just kind of young. Uh, anybody else that we missed? I, I have a Jake gigantic list of people who are not on any rosters. Uh, I don't necessarily want to go like, where's this guy? Because they could be hurt. We don't know. They haven't officially announced all the cuts, right? You can't do and John Carter and yeah. we're on My, Michael on. Cooper, since I got to say yeah. all the first baseman. Yes. That's your job now. Uh, ben Krauth. Lefty reliever. Uh, ben Krause at the alternate site, so he's. Oh, like, is he okay? I didn't around. see him on yeah. that list. Well, that's good. Uh, Willie, anybody else you can think of before we move on? No, I, I thought of Carson Tucker this morning and then forgot about. Him. So, just mentioned him to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Only a first round pick. So. Cesar yeah, Drogo. Yeah, I know. You think I know? <laughs> he spent a lot of time on that draft. Yeah, Willie or Joe, you want to answer your your own question? <laughs> no, I, I just like his name is funny. Uh, Caesar, I didn't. I did yeah, because include... like, like is he a Caesar or is he uh, Khal Drogo? Like, which one is he? <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I I have no information on that player. I'm not even gonna. He's a poor defensive outfielder. 
Oh, well, they don't have enough of those. <laughs> um, like okay, if, let, if let's Oscar do some quick... couldn't hit. Oh, no, that was terrible. He is on the Akron roster, and oh, boy, that would yeah, be... No. Well, let's start with you. Who? What affiliate are you most excited to watch this year? Lake, Lake County. Lake County. Joe? The Lake County captains. I'm with you on that. I had to make it, I had to make it different. <laughs> I don't have to repeat the name Lake County captains, but go, go see a game. And they're in my backyard, which is always good for me. Um, Willie, what yeah, they're right there. Ashtabula. Uh Willie, most excited, most hitter you're excited, or I can't talk right now. Hitter you're most excited to watch. Most, Let me say that in the right sentence. Exciting <laughs> hit here for me, Tyler. For, um, big thanks for him this year. I think he may be on the verge of, uh, of uh, moving up pretty quickly and pushing for a promotion at the, by the end of the going to be promoted. I'm saying I think he's going to be pushing for a promotion. I agree. Joe, Hater, you're most excited to watch this year? The Junkie. John Kenzie John- Noel. Got to be a first baseman. <laughs> I just have to keep riding this one until it's done. Bobby Bradley. <laughs> Bobby Bradley. Someone, someone's got to say it. Uh, I'm going to say Gabriel Arias. If he's in Columbus, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what changes he's made. Uh, That's Willie, a good <laughs> Willie, I'm going to answer this for you. It's Daniel Spino, pitcher, right? That's your Absolutely. pitcher you're most excited for. Okay, <laughs> I knew that, Joe. Uh, do I have to pick a different one? <laughs> you do not. Jo- yes, I do. Joey Cantillo. Joey Cantillo. That's a good one. Okay, I like Joey Cantillo. Um, I, well, my original answer was going to be Ethan Hankins, but it sounds like he's going to miss the season. So, I guess I am also going to say Joey Cantillo. I'm going to be a little bit, you know, no, it's, it's a Spino. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm copying it away. I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. Um, let's go to a mailbag. We actually got some questions for the podcast. So let's, let's answer our listeners questions for a change instead of talking about things we want to talk about. Um, this question comes from Michael Mahoney and Mahoney 157 on Twitter. Are you surprised by the aggressive placement of the college pitchers from the 2020 draft. Willie, let's start with you. Well, I, uh, if I recall last year, our post-draft podcast, I said uh, Logan Allen could be the first arm up, but any of those three, Mason Hickman, uh, Tanner Burns, and three of those guys have um, average or better command and control. Uh, definitely gives them a leg up. And, they, they, I mean, they just got good stuff, so – Excellent pick here, and I think development. This is some of the surprise that these guys are in Lake County. Uh, it's an aggressive push, um, but I think they will move quickly. Joe, anything to add on the college pitchers placement? No, and I think that's the one spot of all the all the places they've been kind of like dragging their heels. These college pitchers, even in normal seasons, they've been really quick advancing them. So especially with the year off, I. I have no problem with it, and I'm not surprised. I would agree, and I, I think you could have put Burns and and Logan Allen, maybe even Mason Hickman, in Akron, and I think they would have been fine. I think they could have handled it, and I wouldn't be surprised if any of them make it to Akron this year. But next one, Lamole, Fran Mills, eyebrow on Twitter. Anything and everything, Alec Nolan Jones. So let's see. 
Whose spot will he take? When will he do it? Where, where will he play? What will his role be? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with this one. I'm going to say Nolan Jones does not make his debut in 2021. I thought he would, but I'm going to say he's not. Um, he is going to play mostly third base, according to James Harris, uh, for player development. Um, he's not going to play enough at first base and outfield in, in 2021 to come up uh, unless the team tanks and they, they make a trade. That's all I can think. Uh, Joe, any, anything different there? I'm still going to say he comes up this year. I think he takes <laughs> Yu Chang's spot as the starting first baseman. That would be much welcome. Willie, what do you think? I don't think we see him this year. I think they'll hold him in Freeman until next year. But I could see where that would be a possibility um, if, if things go sideways this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd like to see him, but yeah, things have to go sideways. And, and the way they're developing, I just don't see a spot for him, unfortunately, uh, Lamole. Uh, we got a couple, and we answered these. These are from Stacey Hannon, who is actually part of IBI now, and she'll be covering the Columbus Clippers for us. Um, but she wanted to point out, uh, asked if we could pick two players we're most excited to see when the season starts. Well, we kind of answered that. Joe said Cantillo and... Uh, John Key Noel, and then Willie said Freeman and Espino. I Espino, and I don't think I answered the hitter. I think I'm going to say Bo Naylor just to see what he can do at Double A. Uh, and she also asked for an update on Ethan Hankins. Ethan Hankins is seeing a doctor in Cleveland as we speak, uh, hoping for not Tommy John, but we'll see. Uh, also, from one of our uh, future IBI writers, this is from Pat Ellington at Tangible underscore Uno. Um, what affiliate do you think? We'll get the most coverage this season. Well, Pat, let me tell you, if it's not Lake County, because you and I are going to be covering Lake County this year, then uh, we're doing something wrong. But, uh, Willie, what, what affiliate do you think is going to deserve the most coverage this year? Lake County. I think that's the most exciting as far as talent up and down the roster. Um, I think they're going to be a contender for that league championship if there actually was one. But since there's not this year, um, you know, I, I think they'll be a very good team. Joe, anything else? Yeah, I think Lake County. Uh, uh, the Lynchburg should be exciting, but I think they kind of get thrown to the wayside because they're not in Ohio in the first place. And also, these guys are really young. Uh, there's, I mean, Columbus is all guys we've seen for the, not necessarily, but for the most part, uh, with the exception of the guys coming in trades. And Akron has some really good players, but it's not a good enough overall team. So, yeah, Lake County. A second, Joe. There's places outside of Ohio. <laughs> it's so strange that they have a team in Virginia still. Like I don't, <laughs> it, with the restructure, I, I, it almost would have made sense. No, it doesn't make sense because it's the wrong league. But to have just kept Mahoning Valley as the A-ball team uh, would have been yeah. much more convenient. Or, or West Virginia good. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's an A-ball team in West Virginia. I don't know. Who, I think it's the South Atlantic League, so I don't know if they wanted to do that, but it would have been a little bit more sensible. Um, Glenn Longwell, 89. What are the odds of Valera making it to Akron this year? I'm going to say pretty good. If he hits the ball well, I think he'll get to Akron. There's nobody standing in his way in Akron that should block him. If he's if he's proving he can hit high pitching, um Akron's outfield has Trenton Brooks, Alex Call, uh, Chris Roller, Stephen Kwan, Oscar Gonzalez. None of those guys should be blocking 
George Valera, and because they have to make a 40-man decision. I know they're going to add him to the 40 in the winter anyway, but because his 40-man time is coming up this winter, um, if he's hitting, they'll promote him. Really, what do you think? I, I agree. Joe? Yeah, uh, the list of guys you just named, uh, there's some easy possibilities with those guys if they don't take off quickly. So I think he could easily move up. Yeah, I think I think at some point you could see Benson and Quan and Valera in the same. Quan's the guy that's going to stick. We'll see about Oscar Gonzalez and, and Alex Call and Trenton Brooks are kind of, like you said, filler. And I like Brooks a little bit, but yeah, you could see an outfield of Valera, Benson, and Stephen Kwan. That would be a very good defensive outfield. That would be a lot of fun. He um, also wanted to know if Tyler Freeman gets called up this year. Is it more 2022? I'm saying 2022. Willie, what do you think? I think he's a package deal with Nolan Jones. I think we don't see both of them until next year. Joe? Yeah, I think you're going to see Arias first. You definitely don't see Freeman until next year now. Uh Maybe you see Arias this year, but I don't even know that you'll see that this year. Definitely agree. Our last question comes from – well, Willie kind of answered it, but uh, – Oops. SMAC4433 wants to know where is Bobby Bradley. Well, he's not in Cleveland. That's that's all I can really say. He's not in Cleveland. Even though Joe thinks he should be and He probably should be. I don't know. Whatever. I would I, – I, Bobby Bradley go to Nolan Jones at first base, my personal preference, if you're going to go down that road. I, I just don't get it. It doesn't – like, it's one of those things that I can't wrap my mind around. Like, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know. What's the point of life? What's the point of anything? Fair enough. <laughs> what is the point of life? <laughs> um, all right, we've been – for about an hour. We should wrap uh, things up. Do you guys have anything to add before we get out of here? I'm continuing to uh, work on the draft board. I'll have that up to 150 soon. Then I'm going to start rolling out some pieces on all of these players that I'm ranking. I'm looking forward to the draft this year. We're going to have a lot of draft content, I think. We're going to do some uh, some fun things on draft night, I hope. Um, all right, well, that's about it for the first Game Report podcast. You can follow me at Jalen Square Baseball. You can follow Joe at Burning River BB. Uh, you can follow Willie at W-I-L-L-H-O-O-9-9. Uh, follow official underscore B-I for all the updates. And follow our new writers to the team this year. Well, a couple of them and one returning writer. Stacey Hannon won. Uh, Stacey H-A-N-N-A-H-1. She's going to be at Columbus this year. Jacob G, uh, B-E-N-G-E on Twitter. Jacob, uh, he's going to be covering Columbus as well. Uh, Pat Ellington at Tangible Uno underscore Uno on Twitter. Uh, will be with me in Lake County, and as will Tyler Stosky, SID on Twitter, and Caleb Phillips will be covering the Akron Rubber Ducks. That is Caleb, uh, P-H-I-L-I-P-S-8 on Twitter. And be sure to get yourself a subscription to IBI. It is $4.99 a month. We are going to have coverage from all four. Well, I should say not all. If you know somebody who wants to write about the Lynchburg Hillcats, definitely get in touch with me um, if you know someone who lives out there. But we're going to have coverage of the affiliates as this league starts, and um, you're going to want game reports. You're going to want velocity readings. You're going to want quotes. You're going to want video. You're going to want all of Willie's draft content. You're going to want all stuff from Joe from Excited Spring Training. Um, so be sure to sign up. 
for a subscription before the season gets started. Uh, thanks for listening this long. We'll get back to you with another Indians podcast next week, and we will start cranking out the Farm Report podcast weekly once the minor league season starts. Guys, thanks for joining me. Uh, it was great to talk about minor league baseball. I cannot wait. Thank you.